0: Go to doer.ca and use the code jessieblake15. That's me. That's my name. Jesse Blake15 for 15% off your order at doer.ca. Doer has the most Comfortable pants. You've you've met you've heard me mention them before. Doer's pants, the world's most comfortable pants, and they have men's and women's pants. No longer do you have to sacrifice performance when you want to dress up or style when you're on the move. Doer is proudly Canadian and prides itself on having a collection of natural, fiber-rich materials, meaning the majority of fibers originate from plants, eucalyptus trees, wood chips, and recycled alternatives to oil. Once again, save fifteen percent off your order at Doer.ca with the code Jesse Blake. 15. Think you know a way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whatever your sport, Sports Interaction has you covered. Pre-game, live betting on all major sports, and prop bets. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. The Jesse Blake Sports Report. Sports report, sports report. Really? Oh, wait, really? The Jesse Blake Sports Report. That's it. Don't forget, it's the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. (laughs) You know, that's kind of redundant. Dude, is there a problem? No, no, that's fine. I I just, you know, I thought maybe you guys would come up with something, you know, good. Man, I just read it. You know what? Doesn't matter to me. I get paid by the word. (laughs) Let's do this. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake, powered by Sports Interaction. What I had to jump on here and discuss Alexis Lafreniere being scratched tonight by Gerard Gallant, and the, as the Rangers play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now the Rangers had an awful game versus the Capitals uh, the other night, where they got shut out. The effort wasn't there all around, and especially uh, Lafreniere, he he looked very weak. He he wasn't in a game where everybody was playing bad. You could signal him out as one of the especially bad guys that night. He had an awful game. And in response to that awful game, Gerard Gallant is now scratching him tonight versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if you're not familiar with this situation, Lafreniere and Gallant and Lafreniere and the Rangers organization have had a contentious relationship ever since he was drafted first overall in the 2020 NHL entry draft. He's he's played 171 games, first season, 56, 12 goals, uh, nine assists, 21 points in 56 games. Second season, 19 goals, uh, 12 assists, 31 points. So 31 and 79. Lafreniere was excellent during the playoffs last season. He found a role on that kid line when they're rocking in the playoffs. Uh, 20 20 games in the playoffs, 9 points. Only 2 goals, 7 assists, but he looked great out there. He really found a role in the playoffs. And we'll get to more of that in his play a little bit later on. But let's just uh, focus in on the numbers. This season... 36 games played, 5 goals, 12, 12 assists. Not, not the best point production output you want from a number one overall pick. Not the type of point production you want from a guy in his third year of, the, of his league. And not the type of point production output you want from a guy who's also not putting in the effort, it seems, on both ends of the ice. Especially in the offensive zone, which is not something you see out of young players usually see the lapses in young players' talent when they're entering the league. You see them not being able to hold up on the defensive end. But if they're this high of an entry draft pick, they're usually able to pick it up and just at least have some sort of scoring. But Lafreniere seems to be struggling mightily with finding a role within the team, within the lineup. Uh, We'll get to maybe that's because of Gerard Gallant's coaching style. We'll talk about that. But also, just when he's on the ice knowing what to do in every situation. He's sometimes around the edges far too much. And we saw that very apparent in the Caps game. And then that led to a scratching tonight. And it's a big deal because this is a number one pick. And the development and how the Rangers have been developing this player has come into huge question with right now when we've reached this moment, which seems a moment of reckoning with him being scratched in the lineup. All right, so Gallant had this to say. To the media about the Rangers scratching him tonight. Do you think um, if you get Blade back in the lineup, that adds to your physicality? and Do you think you need Yeah, he's playing tonight. Laffy's out tonight. Uh... plays his playing tonight. Yeah, no, Sammy Sammy missed a few games, and uh, like I said, he's a physical player, he's a hard player, and just go out there and play hard and play well and you know, get back in there and he's ready to go. And Frenier is watching yeah. because... Well, because I'm making a lineup and, you know, consistency's the word I mentioned before and yesterday a little bit and we want him to be better. He wants to be better. We want him to be better and uh, just be more consistent in your game. He was also asked directly why he changes the line so frequently. And his response was, my job is to win games. We're not developing right now. We develop in practice, but we want to win games. Now... We're going to have to have a whole discussion on Gerard Gallant in like a couple moments after I outline what Arthur Staple had to say about the situation in the athletic because Arthur Staple, he spoke to a scout and an Eastern conference executive. They were both anonymous. So they didn't reveal who, uh, who actually said these comments on laughs game, but let's, let's see what they said. And then we're going we're gonna to do a little mini deep dive on these comments. So the scout said, he doesn't seem to accomplish much out there with or without the puck. When you watch him play, it's hard to find him out there. He has little impact on the outcome. I don't know if it's, if it's a lack of confidence, but his processing seems a little bit, a little step behind He has to decide what type of player he's going to be. If it's going to be the guy that is strong down low and take pucks to the net, then that's what he has to do consistently. I don't feel like he has an identity right now. I think we saw a bit of it during the playoffs, but then he got away from it. And then the Eastern Conference executive made this comment and compared uh, Timmy Stutzla, who went two picks behind Lafreniere in the 2020 draft. Timmy Stutzla went... Third overall, Lafreniere went first. You remember Byfield was second there in between them. Lucas Raymond went fourth, Jake Sanderson fifth, Jamie Drysdale, Alexander Holtz, blah, 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 blah. We go down the whole list. So Timmy Stutz, who went third, the Eastern Conference executive compared the two players and said this When you watch Ottawa play, you notice Stutzla. Can't say the same about Lafreniere. And then Arthur Staple added the stats. Stusla has 29 points in 30 games this season for the Sens, leading all Ottawa forwards in ice time at 20 minutes and 9 seconds. He plays in all situations. Lafreniere has 17 points in 36 games while playing 15 minutes and 1 second a game and gets scraps of power play time. All right. So the, that's what the executives had to say. That's what the scouts had to say. They're ripping this kid's game apart. Let's not, let's ignore the fact that Lafreniere, as a left winger, came onto a team with two bona fide star left, ring, left wingers in Chris Kreider and Artemi Panarin. So he was never going to be a top six forward unless he finds other places to play you know unless unless he develops on on the other wing we're gonna ignore that fact I guess like we're not gonna mention that and we're not gonna mention that Kako also was given the opportunities uh to play with Kreider and Zabinajad uh in practice on Wednesday they skated together I don't know what the lineup's gonna be tonight if they're gonna play together but you know why I don't know why what the lineup's gonna be tonight I know Lafreniere is gonna be scratched. It's It's because of the inconsistency that the Rangers have had with Lafreniere's development. That's the crux of the issue here. It's Gerard Gallant and the inconsistencies. And Lafreniere, Lafreniere, we have to admit that he hasn't been great. The game versus the Caps wasn't great. But is that because of how he's being developed by the coaching staff? And I guess by uh, the player development, which goes all the way up to general manager Chris Jury. Every game, what upsets me the most is every game, the Rangers have a different line combination. Every loss is a referendum on the team by their head coach. That's okay for the veteran players like Panarin that I mentioned for Zabinijad, for Kreider, because they they're not gonna be scratched. This isn't uh this isn't a Philadelphia Flyer situation where John Tortorella is not trying to win games, and he's just scratching their their leading goal scorer, Kevin Hayes. This is a completely different situation where we have a team that is desperate to win games because this is the go-for-it window for this team after we saw them in the Final Four of last year. Gallant here is trying to win games. And he says he can't win games and develop at the same time, but news newsflash, Gerard Gallant, you definitely can. You can by having some consistency. You're not in it to develop players, but you should be because you can, as a manager, you will. your players will play better if they're happier. Your players will play better if they have a consistent role in the lineup. And I can't help but look back at the playoffs where I saw some consistency out of the lineup. I saw where Lafreniere played, and he played in one spot pretty much throughout the whole playoff, but Gallant did his thing where he mashed up the lines a lot, but... Lafreniere felt like he had a role on that playoff team, and he come back to this season, a couple months later, and once again we get these shuffle the line. It's Yahtzee. It's rolling the dice every single night. And if you're not following the Rangers day to day to day, it's impossible to keep up with who's in the lineup where. And when I talk about who's in the lineup, we're not talking about the big stars. We're talking about the guys who are developing. Kako, Blaze, even like I'll throw I'll throw VC in that. You know, like. Lafreniere especially. Everybody who needs to be growing, they're all up and down the lineup. You never know where. I get that Laf hasn't earned a role either based on his play, but maybe he hasn't been able to find an identity because he can't find a place in the lineup. And I don't know what Chris Drury is thinking because I assume he's on board with how Gallant is coaching the team. And if not, then like Gallant's future should be in doubt. And if so... If he is on board with what's happening, then Laugh's future is in doubt, and Laugh might be the biggest trade deadline asset that any team has. If we're going all the way down that route, like if if the Rangers are so unhappy with Lafreniere, his entry level deal expires this season. You have to resign him. You're probably if they if Drury resigns Lafreniere, it's some weird bridge deal where it's a four million dollar. Uh, deal for like a couple seasons, and then you try and get him to the next RFA year, and you don't let him. You don't sign a deal till his next UFA contract because he's not getting that eight-year deal. He's not. He's not Jason Robertson here. You know. He, he's. He's some. He's some weird in-between deal where they still don't know what they have, and they don't even know if they want what they have. So, if Drury is on board with Gallant, then Gallant's not going anywhere, and. If the Rangers are in full go for it mode, is laugh moved at the deadline? To me, that would be such a waste of a talent. You draft somebody first overall and three years into their career, you're scratching them and you're willing to move them at the deadline. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you would keep him on this roster if you're not going to use him. Like You'll probably get a haul, you'll probably get some player on their UFA year where they're going to expire and they're going to add some vet, they're going to add to your lineup and you're going to push for the playoffs and all that stuff. But what if you had a kid who has a world junior gold medal, who led led Ramuski to uh, a deep run in the Memorial Cup, who's a talent... That you drafted first overall for a reason. What if you had him for eight years? Like, Wouldn't that be so much better than, hey, we're going to sell and try and go for it this year? I don't think what the New York Rangers are doing with Lafreniere's career is the correct tactics. I think the way these scouts and these executives speak about him is largely because there isn't a role in the lineup for him. And that comes back to Gerard Gallant's Just stubbornness to every single time there's a tough game to move everybody in the lineup and play just Yahtzee and shift them all the time. So this is going to be one to watch. I'm fascinated to see how it goes. If Lafreniere gets back into the lineup after the Rangers play the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, tonight. I'm just looking up their next game here. They play Sunday versus the Florida Panthers in Florida. So does Lafreniere get back into that, into that game? Does he find a place in the lineup? Do does he let the kids play together again after they were having a couple good games together? I don't know. I'm I'm going to be watching this very closely. I think Alon's doing too much. I think Lafreniere has struggled, but he struggled because he has no role. And I hope Chris Drury doesn't do his career a disservice and move him from the Rangers because I think there's a bright future in the Rangers if they can just develop this guy and find a role for him within the lineup and that is how it's done the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake powered by Sports Interaction Jesse Blake the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence sure I know him No, he doesn't have an ego at all.